0: Um, we're in the dining room,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is the room where she wrote. Yeah. By the window.
1: Yeah. After breakfast. That table is so small. It's like a child's table. <laughs> yeah. So um, petite. It says in the
0: um, fourth, the 41 objects description that it's the first thing that people look at in the room and it makes them want to cry, some of them, mm-hmm. and people want to touch it. I feel crazy, but I wanted to look at the clock.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to look at the clock, too, because it's good. I like a grandfather clock, though.
0: I think um, just like, so we're actually in here on our own. There's no one else here. And just the sound of the clock ticking. Like, It's what it would have sounded like, Mm -hmm. you know, if she was on her own. And then I did look at the table, and it's so small. It's so small. And only the top is original. I mean, that's a Charlotte Bronte-sized table. Yeah, it's dinky. But then I did want to touch it. Don't touch it, Hannah. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but I did want to. Hannah, touch it. Should I touch it? No, touch, look, at it. Touch it. look at it. Touch it. Lauren, stop it. OK. There's stop. like loads of grooves and stuff in it. Yeah. I bet she touched those grooves. To bonnets at dawn the show that pits jane austen against all three of the bronte sisters i'm your host hannah chapman team Austen,
1: and i am your host lauren burke team bronte
0: and this week we are coming to you kind of semi-live i guess from jane austen house museum
1: true story true story very exciting um yeah, I, this Hannah has never been before, which is amazing. So this was your first time, first museum visit. We had the house to ourselves, and we were able to interview the lovely curator, Dr. Mary Guyett. So this is just like a perfect day.
0: It was, and actually, what what's funny is I've I've been thinking about this trip a lot after listening to the the edit of it, and um, mm-hmm. I realized that. Not going as a child was probably the best thing my parents have done for me. Because, oh, really? Yeah, going going in the setting that we went in for the show, like who who else can say that they like visited their hero's house and has like a recording
1: of a blow by blow? Yeah, <laughs>
0: like, your
1: first impression. You know? and Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: And so for me, like this episode is, it's really personal. Um, it really meant a lot to be there with my best friend, and we were on our own in the house, and I got to wear that red cloak and a bonnet, Mm -hmm. and I made a little lavender bag that I've lost, and (laughs) I wrote that weird letter. (laughs) We did so much fun stuff, and yeah, I just, I hope everyone enjoys this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's um, let's just get right into it, guys. We don't want to leave you in suspense any longer, so we hope you enjoy.
0: Uh, we're in what would have been Jane and Cassandra Austin's bedroom. And there's a little tent bed, which is like a four-poster bed, but it's like covered on all sides. And actually, I really like it. Yeah, I could go for one bed. of
1: these. I'm take a nap right now. We're the only ones in the house.
0: No one will know. No, I don't think they will. Just like your housemate at college. Yeah. I'll just get in. in the pillows are as <laughs> nice. Yeah. But um, what's actually... it's funny the things that strike you but um there's a a note on it and it says that it's a similar design to to the the two beds bought by the reverend george austin for jane and cassandra um from basingstoke and so when they were living in stevenson they actually didn't share a bed and i know that in adaptations of sense and sensibility and i think in becoming jane and definitely in pride and prejudice Mm -hmm. sisters are always shown sharing a bed and Mm -hmm. i don't know that that was actually the case for Jane and Cassandra. Maybe when they were visiting when were people. When, they
1: were, visiting yeah, when but they were young.
0: When they were young. Yeah. But so
1: that's, yeah.
0: Well, so he bought the beds in 1794. She was born in 1775. Yeah. So, so I reckon, yeah, when they were older and then probably not when they were adults. Right. But yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It just It
1: is. It's a good setting for like a, a conversation. Like it yeah. immediately like brings the intimacy in. So I can see why she would use it as a writing device. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But again, it's like just if we're talking about what gives you value for coming to a historic home, just mm-hmm. challenging the ideas that you get from you know, like you could take for granted
1: mm-hmm.
0: oh, she wrote that because they always shared a bed. Right, right. And then it's like trying to separate like the literary from the literal
1: yeah
0: good line there's a a little letter signed by winston churchill and in it there's a paragraph that says i had long ago read jane Austen's sense and sensibility and now i would have pride and prejudice sarah read it to me beautifully from the foot of the bed i had always thought it would be better than its rival i've unclear if you thought it was. (laughs) (laughs) Edge of my seat, Winston.
1: And is it really a rival?
0: Was it better? Come on, dude. We're stood in in front of a cabinet of things that are too bloody small. Oh, it's
1: a needle case. It's a little needle case. That's all if right. If it was bigger, then, the, okay. the needles would actually be too big. You thought that it that would be equally A horrifying. tiny book for a moment and then you were about to freak out. I was going to throw up. Although, I think Jane Austen could have written a tiny book because she was a tiny gal.
0: Yeah, she was teeny tiny. You know what was really small and, like, horror-filling? Hmm. Those gloves. Those gloves. Are... There, there I'm gonna take a picture of those gloves right these now. These little mittens, like, black lace mittens. And... It says that they were owned by Marianne Knight, but it's like a skeleton, maybe, or... They're so small.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like, I could probably get a thumb. Just... Tiny hands. Can you imagine? Tiny hands. You know what they say about tiny hands? Mm -mm.
0: Really tiny books that I don't want to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) We've now entered the Admiral's room, and this is possibly the room where visitors would have stayed um especially her brothers Frank and Charles. And uh it's just covered in like pictures of naval officers <laughs> and boats and like stuff about naval officers and boats. So good room.
1: You would like this
0: room. You'd be into this. I am into it. It's right.
1: it's right.
0: Frank looks a bit stern, actually I would say. I'd I'd hang out with Charles. Would you go to the pub with Frank or Charles Austin?
1: Not Frank. Yeah, definitely not Frank.
0: I'm picking Charles. Not from
1: that picture, yeah.
0: Everyone loves Charles. Charles Austin is our mate. And when we drink with Charles, he gets it down. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Good Frank anecdote. Um, I said a couple of times that he missed the Battle of Trafalgar. And here it says... Francis had been sent in September to complete supplies at Gibraltar and was devastated at his bad luck, especially as Nelson had already noticed him and spoken of him as an excellent young man. And in a letter to his fiancée, he said, to lose or share in the glory of a day which surpasses or whichever went before it is what I cannot think of with any degree of patience. So Frank is not happy.
2: My name is Mary Guyot and I'm curator here at Jane Austen's house. And I did call it the centre then, and I
0: cannot, the there, is, there is a centre. There is a centre, and we're not a very different. Yeah. 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 we the, the house museum. Yeah. I used to work at the but Oh, did so you? Please don't hold it against us. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. <laughs> not a bit. Um, so, I know we're pushed for time, so I'll mm-hmm. just jump straight in. Okay. Um, question one. Uh, we do have lots of listeners who are history and literature students. Um, can you tell them a little bit just about how you kind
2: of came into your role here at the at the museum? Because I think that'd absolutely. be absolutely. Yeah. yeah, my career in museums began uh, halfway through my undergraduate degree. I was studying architecture to be an architect, and oh, really? I was yeah. yeah I was a useless designer. Um, <laughs> I loved the history of design and I had lots of friends who were going to be lawyers and engineers and all of those things and they were getting work experience and I thought, oh, help, maybe I should get some work experience if I'm not going to be an architect. Mm -hmm. And I just thought that museums sounded interesting. Mm -hmm. So it was very casual. Um, And I began my career um, as a curator of design and through that I curated biographical shows Oh, really? And it was really that that led me to Austin. Yeah. What
0: was your um like lifetime relationship with Austin? Were you introduced quite young, or was it kind of in older age?
2: Yes, I must have seen some of the films. I don't really remember those as as you know huge moments. Um, I studied English A level, and we were two sets, and the other set took Austin as one of their books, mm-hmm. and our teacher didn't and never explained himself but no we were not going to do another book we were not going to do austin and yeah. i wish i challenged him i'd love to know why whether he thought we were too young for it whether it wasn't his thing yeah. um i'd love to know and i think it was a mixed blessing because it might have put me off certainly would have if he wasn't enthusiastic yeah um and it meant that i read the read the novels really uncritically um in my 20s um, perhaps that was more influenced by the films that were you know, going around at that mm. time, and I've reread them all with each anniversary. I've come back to them, and I think um, I read them very differently this time round because I know mm. so much more about Jane and her life, and I've got a better sense of the, the, the historical period, mm. what she was, what she was getting at. So, yeah. um, quite a different experience as an older woman.
0: People people do say that though, don't they? That every time you yeah. read one of her books, like just your personal life
2: experience gives you a very different take on it because you maybe yeah. can relate a yeah. bit more. So much, and mm. I think that there are passages I can I can spend ten minutes reading a couple of paragraphs of mm. Boston now in a way that I just you know raced through it when I was younger. Yeah. <sighs> Which is your favourite? Can, do you have one? <laughs> <laughs> it, it really changes. I tend to have a pair at a time that are often quite different. Um, I think at the moment it's sense and sensibility and persuasion. One for its freshness and, and, and the other for its um, maturity and um, not pain but <laughs> that's the wrong word. Um, let's think of a nicer word. It, it's... Um, well,
0: I think I, I think pain is a, like a very close word. Okay. So what's yeah. going on in that book? Yeah, like yeah. everyone's you yes. know hurting in different ways. Yeah. Like yeah. even Sir Walter Elliot and mm. Elizabeth are in their own way hurting yeah.
1: from what's going on Yeah, in their lives. okay. So yeah. Let's have that. Then. <laughs> It's a good year for it, too, coming up. So, it is, yeah. yeah. We're probably going to be doing a lot of work with it. I'm we sure. are, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: We're, we're going to be looking at um, Persuasion and Northanger Abbey together, pulling out mm. themes that are common to both of them. Okay. And looking, first of all, at um, friends and families in both the novels. And then, as we move towards the um, anniversary of Armistice, we're going to look at Jane as a wartime writer.
1: Yeah. Mm. I'm probably excited about that. I'm really
0: excited. <laughs> I'm probably <laughs> in Portsmouth. I went to a school yeah. where they just taught us about Nelson all the time. Really, <laughs> my oh. dad got married on one of his. Ships. Oh, it's in the blood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like just in there. I think yeah. I'll probably call a child Horatio, or something. and they'll <laughs> be very angry. And <laughs> um, what's like your typical work day like
2: at the house? Well, we're a small museum, and yet we welcome. This year, over fifty thousand visitors. Mm-hmm. Um, in an average year, around forty thousand. So a lot of it is about um, the the day to day needs of the of the site and of the museum. So I'm as overall manager. Really, I'm um, in you know every day. Dealing with a lot of planning, a lot of administration, um, catching up with staff, mm-hmm. um, and all the sort of underpinning that goes into running a, an organisation and yeah. a charity. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the, the legalities, The um, we're a listed building, mm-hmm. we're an accredited museum, we're a registered charity, so there's a lot of administration that, that underpins that. But at the same time, what I love about being here is that you're only you know my desk's upstairs but I'm only ever one minute away from fascinating enthusiastic visitors from around the world and and our brilliant stewards as well I really do try to get into the house and um, to talk to people because it's that that you know brings us all here yeah
0: is there a particular object or story about the house that you think is your favorite
2: um, I'm really proud of the team effort that we've made over the past year or two to recreate the, the two wallpapers. You'll mm-hmm. see these. And um, the... We have in the drawing room, the first room that you come into, and then the family room, one of the the largest bedroom upstairs, we have the... We've worked with the... Um, Wallpaper specialist Hamilton and Western to take fragments of wallpaper that we've always known about here, mm-hmm. but never really had the means to have them replicated. We worked with them to um, to draw up designs based on these small fragments and have the wallpaper made up using the hand block processes that were original. Oh, um, yes. dated the, the papers are dated to the Austins time here and we've put back their wallpaper and, and that's something i've loved doing mm-hmm. um and i particularly um, like the the yellow vine leaf pattern that yeah. we saw as we came in it's You beautiful. see, beautiful yeah. oh, it's so yeah. bright and the because, room you know they knew yeah. exactly what they mm-hmm. were after because you get that beautiful westerly sun in that room so it glows the room glows um and in the process we found a third paper so we're oh, going to be really? working on that too That's, yeah. can you give, can you oh yes it? yes it's in the, in the dining room and it's a green color which mm. was really um i think very fashionable at the time well, it's quite new wasn't it yes I mean, yeah. yes it's a, it's it's um they found something very similar at turner's house oh, in wow. london and um it's going to i think unlike the other rooms where the, the colors are quite light and bright this is Quite dark and I think it's really going to change the feel of the room when we get that done. I'm not sure how it'll go down but I'm you know really excited to, to get working on Amazing.
0: that. How long do you think the doing the wallpaper takes?
2: It takes, the others took us about 18 months from first talking to um, Hamilton Western, um, you know each the, the the pigments need checking, the pattern, depending on how much of a fragment you've got, yeah. mm-hmm. the pattern needs working up and um digitally um remaking the design and then various trials to make sure that you've got it just right and then the permissions to hang it and um, yeah you know the process of hanging itself needs to be done very carefully it's costly stuff Mm -hmm. i guess seeing it that first time is just
0: like when it's up on the wall yeah amazing it is love it obviously you spend a lot of time in the house like and meet a lot of people coming in is there um like a particular misconception or myth about Jane
2: Austen that you come across that you find
0: the most frustrating?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I think the idea that she um, was a... Well, one, that she lived in Bath. That's very frustrating. She did live in Bath, but the majority of her life was in here in Hampshire, and it was Hampshire where she did her writing and where here her novels were published. Um, I think, secondly... The idea sort of connected with that was that that, that she was this very home loving maiden aunt. When you know factually yes, she was um, you know unmarried, had a large family around her. But we know that she loved time in London. She was you know enjoyed shopping. She enjoyed the theatre. Um, she she had her you know gaze far beyond the the country village. Mm-hmm.
0: And within the house, like spending time here, um, I think specifically in reference to um there's a passage in Helena Kelly's book mm. which I, I think is maybe like a little dismissive of what you can take from spending time in literary homes. Yeah. yeah. Um what what do you see as being the value of, of preserving it and then having it open for the public to come
2: to come and visit? I think it? I think that's a, a really good question. I think that for those who don't know a great deal about Austin, and we get plenty of visitors who don't, maybe some are, are tourists um, and you know, happen to be in the area, I think that it's their first introduction often to Austin and it's it's quite a, a gentle, um, experiential way in and many people will pick up a book and Reread Austen if it might have been forty years since they lasted, mm. or they'll pick up one of her novels in our shop for the first time, and you know make a commitment to reading it, or an audio book, you know just mm. just as good. Um, we have such a range of visitors that you have those that come to Austen through visiting the house, and you have others for whom um, she is so important in their lives, and and coming here as a pilgrimage. So mm. I. Guess that the museum was established out of the second tradition, mm. you know, by, by um, Jane Iitz uh, back in, in the 1940s. But actually, people have been coming here to find the house and see where this great person lived. They've been coming since the 1880s. Yeah. So, you know, as, as long as there's that interest, we have to be a museum in that sense.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd like, I agree. I grew up coming to. Like old, like old homes mm, mm. and like going to Charles Dickens' birthplace and just everything and I think it, it makes the past like very tangible it and does. Like it does help you feel a connection yeah. regardless of how yeah. many thousands of people yeah. have visited it before you that year. Yeah, you know. <laughs> only yes. that year. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I think we um, we have some debates about how museum-y we, we, we ought to be because mm-hmm. um, we are always trying to do more to professionalise but at the same time, we don't want to become too um, too slick or mm-hmm. too museum-y because it's so much about the atmosphere here and the homeliness and, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the friendly welcome, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, I skipped over this one. Mm. It's rubbish. Ah. But I was meant to ask, um, <laughs> after the misconceptions, if you had 30 minutes with Jane Austen <laughs> and you had one burning question ask her it could be about the wallpaper is this the right <laughs> degree but um, yeah <laughs> if there's like one thing you could clear up do you know what that would be
2: oh i i ought to ask her about her furnishings, shouldn't i <laughs> you know <you've> got <laughs> exactly you know what kind of a washbowl did you have and <laughs> i i i, I would be really interested in why she chose to turn down the marriage proposal at the age of 27 or mm. accept it and then turn it down um i i want you know was it purely personal or was it a, a sort of personal political act of defiance about not wanting to be bought um and to you know succumb to that um reliant position not that she wasn't mm. reliant you know um on her own earning her income and reliance on her brothers but you know the symbolic um act of um being a married woman and the, the husband's property i wonder
0: yeah like how much of an influence that mm. had i don't know like i just want to say how places becoming Jane, to your life. No. <laughs> we don't have a lot of time. I'll show you like a best of reel. Yeah, you sit down and you can just be like, Henry didn't look
2: like that. That would be a very good way of getting into it quickly, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, it would. Yeah, shortcuts. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No time, time for there. the oral history. Let's watch the movie.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I would never wear my hair like that. <laughs> you yeah. Know about her brother too. That's like a burning thing for you, Is right?
0: it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I've got theories, but um. I think in a lot of her books she talks quite a lot about the fairly common practice of uh, children being sent to live with mm. uh, wealthier relatives yeah, and then that, that happens to my brother Edward. Mm. Um, so I've got a thousand questions about that so I'd probably ask her that. But um, specifically in terms of this house, do you think there's a reason that they weren't invited to live in the main house?
2: I think the sheer sure expense... Um, yes, Edward was a, a wealthy landowner, but nobody wasted money on heating and um, the staff that it took to, to run a big house. He had what, you know, his, his big property' is home in Kent. Mm. And I don't think that you know they had the means to to keep a, um, a second That's house of that nice. scale mm. open. You know, all year people didn't you know they put their yes. houses to bed and i think they'd, that's have, what to, it was. they'd
0: have to go to kent like they, they wouldn't just be able to stay here i suppose like all year round because of the cost so if they'd lived with him it would just be yeah wherever edward went and then yes. you've got the extra travel costs yeah never considered that no it's economies mm. of scale isn't it yeah. you can
2: absorb three people into a an active household that's got all its staff there but you can't um get that same economy by opening up a huge house for a limited number of people yeah. yeah
0: people still do it grandparents are always downsizing to smaller houses yeah yeah, yeah. still happening today mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, what's the best thing about your job if you can
2: pick one I think being part of something that is so local you know the the the, the, the every hour of every day working on a very local scale and working on a global scale it's really exciting to mm-hmm. to be um part of something that you know operates like that it's quite unique
0: Amazing. I've got a couple more questions but they, yeah. I don't know if you've got any but they're, they're not in the prepared that's so fine exciting. no i
2: didn't, honestly I didn't prepare yeah. I just thought I no. you know was there anything I was going to throw me and there wasn't no
1: my only one is like any anecdotes that you maybe tell visitors or anything to sort of get Jane's character across because I like what you were saying about the misconceptions too and like yes oh. we, we run into that a lot, and I always want like a handy story to tell. Lauren's people. favorite is that someone asked, someone was asked, why Charlotte
0: Brontë killed Jane Austen. <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. It's particularly good for our show, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You, can, you need to quote that, don't you?
2: Um, I don't know if there are. I think that. I think to always attempt to put as much context as you can around her life and her work Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, there's always a word limit, and especially on anything like a label or a a panel Mm -hmm. that we put up, but you can just maybe use a couple of those words to hint at the wider context that she lived in and was part of. Um to to give a sense of her um, range and um, entirety of her life. Um, I'm not sure if that's answered it really. That that's more talking about how we address visitors um, indirectly. Mm-hmm. Um, Is one, there a
1: personal story that you like feel very connected to about Jane? Yeah.
2: Um. I don't think there is. No, I'm mm-hmm. too much of a professional. <laughs> I think, um, personal story. Um. It's absolutely okay. If no. There is no. Yeah. I mean, I've got some silly stories about tricks <laughs> that we've done. That'd be great, yeah. <laughs> One of those stories is good, yeah. <laughs> um. You know it's the sort of tricks that you it, but it's getting away from Jane because there are things mm. that we do that are quite irreverent that you wouldn't you know you wouldn't want to everybody to know about but sure. yeah <laughs> um you know making Jane's bed and it, we do that each year we take the covers off and clean them and remake it and we're remaking Jane's bed, which is fun um we had thanks to one of the Jasna members I think she's said um. Branch in Chicago, mm. um, we were able to recreate the blue dress and bonnet in the oh, yeah. the rear photo, the, the rear watercolor mm. view of her by Cassandra, which incidentally is known as Bum and Bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's our reference, <laughs> Bum and Bonnet. Um, we know immediately what we're talking about if we use that phrase. Um, we we had to put find a mannequin that would fit that. And we, Jane's proportions, her, her size, she was really very, very petite, not mm-hmm. not short, but petite build. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up with think, an age 12 mannequin, oh, but it needed the bum. Yeah. So I constructed that out <laughs> of, um, you know, those travel pillows. Yeah. 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 A travel pillow made nice. yeah, made the bum. And um I bought a push-up bra to make the bust, and away we went. So, you know, it looked good from,
1: from with the clothes on, but that's yeah, how but it was underneath, hanging, yeah, underneath. Yeah. <laughs>
2: but that's getting away from Jane, because it's not exactly a um, uh, reverent. <laughs> I don't
0: know. I, I think sometimes the irreverence is how you can remind yourself that it is just a real person, and that if you hold people in too, too serious a, a light, you're in danger of making them unattainable to, yeah, to understand some like sometimes you know yeah,
2: yeah I think it's it's back to that thing of being welcome to, of the museum, uh, being a welcoming place for everybody whether they know what Jane was doing on this day in seventeen ninety nine mm-hmm. or whether they. You know, think she wrote Jane Eyre, which is something we yeah. sometimes hear.
0: Or if they think Colin Firth wrote Pride and Prejudice.
2: Oh, which, you know, you've heard uh, that. I've heard that. She she had that. Yeah, that one a lot. i had <laughs> that. Gosh. Um,
0: and the amount of people because they they always used to play the Joe Wright music from the the two thousand five. Is mm, it? Mm-hmm. Um, the amount of people that got married to that, I cannot tell you. Oh. And everyone would be like, "You're not the, you're not the first person to tell me that today, madam." <laughs> <laughs> I, even, I don't even believe you've got
2: married. I think you're just saying it. Like no. people would just tell me. Yeah. Just constantly. Yes. Yeah. And the rings. I think I'd, that's what I would love to do. You know the turquoise ring. Yeah. Well, yeah. Bath has its version and yeah. here we have our <laughs> version. And and when I've been to the Jasno um AGMs and seen, you know, ten other versions. I, I would absolutely love to do an exhibition of just people's ray oh, yeah. yeah. of it. <laughs> was it. It was
0: Kelly Clarkson that <laughs> bought it. Yes. Yeah. But did, yes. did she have to give it back? She, she couldn't
2: take it. it out of the country, so that forced a <laughs> forced, her, forced her sale and you know, she she allowed us to have the time to buy it. So, I just yeah, had this image nice. of people standing on the border like
0: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just like stealing the briefcase, just like <laughs> drop it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly high speed chains
2: yeah, chase. yeah tra- national treasure but she had her own replica made i think it had diamonds around it so uh, really, yeah just uh, it like nice and yeah. close to the <laughs> the nashville version
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how involved was um how, were you guys with the 10 pound note because i know you've got the bring jane home campaign but were you consulted in the design of it or what what should be included or anything
2: um yes we were we were um the announcement, the Bank of England chose to make the announcement in 2013 here in the garden. Yeah. Um, and that was in as important as, as the launch date, really, um, because it had been so controversial. So the choice mm. of Jane um, was announced here. And around the same time, we were consulted on the portrait, on the quotation, and um, the designers visited here to look at collection items that were then in included in the, the graphic design so we had um quite a number of conversations over the development period which is you know four years yeah
1: my first one today it's uh, cool. only she's today like, she's waving yeah. it at me in <laughs> right here since yeah. july goodness so, yeah and i think it did come out a- after july it came know. out in september
2: september yeah, yeah. so yeah. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: it took me a little while to get one mm-hmm. as well and when i did i was like mm-hmm.
2: And I was yeah. like whoa
0: yeah. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't
1: think
0: you can
1: get
2: the other one yeah. that's, that's a good sign Yeah, <laughs> yeah. took us a while as well which you know, was a shame with the fundraising right, right. <laughs> how's, that, how's that going, the it, Bring Jane Home Bring Jane Home's going really well I think it's capped the imagination of people and, mm-hmm. and we've had £10 here, there and I think mm. from people who wouldn't necessarily see themselves as you know, big museum donors but mm. it's it's an affordable amount and it's very touching to be um, receiving checks and um, people bringing their tenors along um, mm. from all over
0: and it's is that different. is that an ongoing project just as long as that 10 pounds is in circulation or do you have like a yeah it's it's
2: part of our Jane's fund appeal which yes. is um, an appeal to fundraise um, A large sum for continual restoration of of the house Mm -hmm. uh, the building and um, the fixtures and fittings
0: yeah if any of our listeners wanted to help bring Jane home how could where can they find the information for that we can put it in the notes okay
2: yeah on on our website we have um, a link to we have a fundraising section and then Mm -hmm. a link to just giving where people can donate online and they can text as well. The code's up there as well, so you can text a tenor. Nice. I've got
1: one more Hi. question. Do you have any more? I have one more. Mm. It's just there's so many, like I, we were saying this earlier, like there's so many Jane bios and books, and we are like always just constantly, mm. we don't do any pleasure reading outside of this
2: podcast. No. <laughs> I we to. only
1: read for this podcast.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I know just, that feeling. Which yeah. is
1: fine because it's our interest, mm. but also it's like, okay. You read the Helena Kelly book. Yeah. And I'll read the <laughs> Devony Looser book. Like yes. it's both on the show. Yeah, like it's yeah So are there any ones that you think are like essential, any books that Good Yeah.
2: Um, I think the letters are something yeah. that I refer to mm-hmm. you know, every day, checking checking my facts and mm-hmm. um, and they're hugely enjoyable as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and letters are something that we are acquiring as well. So the the letters um, have a real place um, for us, at the museum, um, and you have got Deirdre Fay's edition, and, and we've got a little edition just of those that are in our collection here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, in terms of criticism, the exhibition book from the Bodleian exhibition this summer yeah, was magnificent. With yeah. yeah, with its I specialist that chapters, exhibition. yeah, yeah the, the sh- you know, it's as good as the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. very contemporary as well. I think that that would be my my one book if mm-hmm. I had to choose this year. There's been so many good books that have came, come out though. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Go <laughs> ahead. Library at the Great House. Um what's your working relationship with that in in terms of events and yeah. do you work very closely together to
2: We have done over over the the years that the library's um been here The the one thing that we've worked really consistently on is an education programme, so school kids can come to both sites, and they usually start here and they understand um, Jane's domestic context and her life here and then they will carry on their their day at the the Great House, um, perhaps dancing that's a very popular activity nice. having a dancing at class and mm-hmm. using the great hall there um to enjoy dancing and they get the sense of not only jane's life but the 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 village context mm-hmm. um of you know the, the the place of the great a great house and a manor house in in her novels so they see that social um, Division's too strong away, but st- strong a word, but um, they see that the, the social nuances.
1: Mm. That's nice replacing all that in context. That's really Yeah. Mm. That would be fun. I'm jealous. <laughs> <of> British children. <laughs> 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 it's great <I'm laughs>
0: to see. British children are very jealous of your lockers and <laughs> yes. Girls, yes, your amazing proms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. I'm sure lots of them would say It's that we, a disappointment, we, guess you have <laughs> <we, we laughs> village context, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, you you can hear the scratch of me writing this letter. Mm-hmm. Do you want to hear my letter to Jane? Yeah. Hey Jane, I think you would love our show. My name is Hannah and I am Team Austin.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: My pal Lauren is smarter, but she is Team Bronte, go figure. <laughs> Find us at Bonnets at Dawn, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. I know you love social media, Jane. (laughs) Regards to your mother, Hannah and Lauren. (laughs) Kiss.